0: This world um, puts people up on a pedestal for making it to the end together. What I'm suggesting is that most of those people that are on that pedestal just know how to suffer beautifully. December 25th, 2018, it was our first Christmas in our new million dollar home. I checked all the boxes that promised me real freedom. I had a booming business, raving fans, money, assets and yeah i was still sitting there on the couch pretending that i was watching that christmas movie with my family while i was choking down the poison of anxiety i still felt like that desperate kid who would take her clothes off for money the kid who nearly overdosed to try to prove her worth to her friends the kid that got pregnant at 19 i felt stuck like i was stuck in the sands of time i did all the right things All the things that promised me freedom, and it didn't add up. I realized a few things. I was still checking someone else's box. This was going to be an inside job, and I would do whatever it took to never feel that way again. Consider this podcast the rebranded, revamped, cool-ass version of Alternative School alternative school for the unruly entrepreneur. This is for the innovators, the creators, the world changers, the service minded, and those who want the details on how to create a business that really, truly, finally fucking sets you free. I'm your host, Andrea Crowder, and welcome to the unruly entrepreneur podcast. Let's go to the show. Hello retrograde season. Hello eclipse season. Hello (laughs) life. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but the energy has been pretty remarkable for me lately and I haven't been feeling quite, um, I haven't been feeling my normal baseline emotionally. It's been a little bit more challenging because the things that I'm normally guided to do, the way I'm normally guided to be, the things that are traditionally on my calendar were feeling wildly unappealing and almost um, like torment. <laughs> and it has been a really significant opportunity for me to live the values that I preach to you guys on a regular basis, knowing that when I hold these standards, when I live these values, that on the other side of that is the exact life that I'm dreaming of. You guys have heard me say this before. The reason we keep getting less is because we keep saying yes to it. And so when I say yes to working in opposition of the energy that I've been given, meaning, um, forcing discipline around certain areas where I know I'm being guided in a different direction but doing it out of obligation or because that's what makes me good that's what makes me responsible that's what makes other people respect me that makes what other that makes other people happy um, then'm I'm, I'm going against my values and what i stand for and i just won't do that I won't do that to myself and I won't do it to you guys because I I made all of you a promise that I would live out this experiment of like holding the fucking gold standard for these values and seeing where it will take me and seeing can we still have our wildest dreams come true and not suffer it. So something that came through in my and I want to say and not suffer it because a lot of times, you know, I, I I'm blessed to be in so many different people's worlds who have done remarkable things according to the world standards and in terms of success in business and in life. And getting to talk to them behind the scenes is such a gift because I get to hear what's really going through their mind. And a lot of times, you know, I, these people end up becoming my clients because, um, they're, suffering their own choices i said to a client on an intensive the other day and i said that person who stays in a relationship so we were talking more about love that was something that was significant that she was looking to work through and she's and we were talking about like not being chosen and i said you know this this world, um, puts people up on a pedestal for making it to the end together. What I'm suggesting is that most of those people that are on that pedestal just know how to suffer beautifully. And she looked at me and she was like, Whoa, I needed to hear that. How many people do we know that suffer beautifully that have built wild amounts of wealth and, have a tremendous amount of stress and the responsibility is almost crippling and they really struggle being present because the responsibility is taking their 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 mind taking their attention taking their energy and pulling it in many directions and so i have been given this beautiful opportunity in this life experience to attempt this experiment with my own life, with my own business, and my own relationships, and my own, um, in my own anything, in my own, in my own journey, where I'm choosing certain paths, where I refuse to participate in the suffering. I think that for the for most of humanity, suffering is inevitable because they just don't have access to what you have access to right now, to what I've had access to. And that's unfortunate. And I hope to use my voice to change that for as many people as I can before um, before my time is up in this physical body. And if you're listening to this right now, suffering is a choice. We do know that now. We do know that the intense stress and feelings that we're feeling in these physical bodies can be adjusted. And I started doing this through my work with rapid resolution therapy. You guys know that. Um, But there's lots and lots of different, there's so much new information on this planet to help people heal, to help people adjust um, how they're experiencing individual moments. And Um, The last couple of weeks have been really interesting for me because I kind of have noticed that I go through seasons of healings like where pockets of things will come up and I'll, I'll heal them all at once and then I'll go longer and longer stretches before I really need a pocket of healing again. So actually the last time that I did this was last September. That's wildly insane because I haven't really felt so off my game in what's it? September, October, November, December, January, February, March, April, May. So about eight months. That's nuts. I used to feel this every day, many, many times a day. And that's like no joke. And I bet you probably feel that too. Of like feeling like, okay, I got this. And then something pops up and then you feel some stress around it. And like sometimes we have these like awesome days. And then the next day it's challenging again that um the the cycle of, suffering tends to be very, very short until you start approaching life and doing the work that I've been doing over the last couple of years. Um, but the last couple of weeks have been another pocket of healing for me where I've had, I've felt this, uh, this like current of energy that has just pulling me back from the world. And that has been frustrating because, I was thinking that I was doing a lot of things. I was like in the middle of a launch and then it was like, I could not get my fingers to type, buy this from me, (laughs) could not get my fingers to type that. And I just couldn't be in the energy of output, which I'm so used to being a very natural state of being for me. I could have resisted that, I could have forced that, but then I wouldn't be living the experiment that I promised you guys that I would live, which is to go with the current of energy versus an opposition of it. Stay in the current of the river versus trying to swim up the waterfall, which is what most of humanity is doing. And so I kept asking myself like, okay, how do I stay in the current? Where's the current for me? So much communication with my team of like, I wanna give you feedback on this email funnel that you just built. I just can't. It would be in me working against the energy right now. Luckily the values and the culture on my team are so freaking solid that my team knows and gets it. And they're like, okay, well, it'll be ready for you when you're ready for it. So I've been like, working through it and I'm like, okay, where's my opportunity? Where do I need to, what do I need to heal? What tabs do I need to close? What unconscious like old belief systems need to get cleared? I did a session with Dr. Connolly, and that cleared um, some big things for me. And then I was thinking, I'm like, I got it. (laughs) I'm done. I'm back. Cause I felt so good after the session. And the next day I woke up and I was like, here's that, here's that like denseness again. And my coach, Allison Bird, messaged me and she goes, You ready for our call in 30 minutes? And I just laughed. I was like, Ready? No. Willing? Yes. (laughs) Because I hired her as a coach for speaking, for public speaking. And luckily, she's a remarkable coach period for humans. (laughs) And so gifted and such a clear channel. And she kind of already sensed like what I was going through because it had been like a slow, I was feeling it for the last like two and a half weeks or so. And we get on and I start expressing. She always asks me, she's like, okay, foam off the top. Just tell me like anything that you've been thinking of, like any thoughts that have been floating up where you're like, okay, I want to talk to Allison about this when we get on. So we start every session that way. So I start giving her kind of the details of what I've been thinking about, what I've been going through, some thoughts that have been occurring, some like really yummy deliciousness, and then some frustration and density. And she said, she said a lot of things, but like more towards the middle of our session, she was like, okay, I have some, I would like to uh, share with you some things that are coming through for you. So um, she's a gifted, gifted channel. And she said, she was guided to share with me that I had already been through a lot of the, a lot of the things that I was needing to heal in this season and what I was actually feeling was me being touched in with what humanity was experiencing. Because it can actually feel, and I feel so blessed to be able to say this, it can actually feel easy to forget how hard it is to be human after you've been doing RRT so religiously for two and a half years. Because I have like cleared so much and now I understand how to clear these little as they come up I can coach or clear so much on my own on a daily basis that like one minute I'm feeling some stress around this a few minutes later it's gone like I just I, 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 the skill is a part of me now and um, she goes you're feeling And being reminded of what humanity is still experiencing every single day. You're going to be asked to live it. Just remember not to suffer it. And if that did not hit me, I remember thinking I was, I grabbed lunch before our call. And then I ran home and I got on the call. And as I was driving home, I remember thinking like today feels ceremonial. Like, I just don't actually have a clue what it is that we're going to talk about. I know I have no output to offer. There's nothing where I'm like working on a speech to give. And she goes, you're actually not supposed to be giving right now because you're receiving. So just let these gifts, let this wisdom, let this code that's being offered to you just be, she said, you're like being impregnated with words, with thoughts and, um, language. I can't remember the exact words that she meant. She she might have just said words and I said, "Great. Could you let um I just want to let like god, my spiritual team guides like everybody just know like that's the only impregnation that I'm available for wisdom." <laughs> and we laughed and I was like, "Oh, like there's no way that I could have been doing like master classes and like selling new programs. I've been sitting on two programs that I'm so excited to offer the world, but I've had zero energy to put out there. And so you guys know that like, I, I wait until I have the urge, when I have the urge, when I know I know, and when I know I go. And the knowingness, the urge, the energy had just not hit yet. So I, I've been sitting on it and looking for other opportunities to serve my audience in different ways. And in asking my team, like, how can you guys help right now when I'm in the state of receptivity? And the words, you're going to live it, remember not to suffer it, cleared every ounce of density that I had been feeling. I woke up this morning feeling so exceptional, I, like more grounded and sure about life than I'd ever felt before like she said she she was like seeing this vision of like a ceremony happening for me yesterday like a ribbon cutting and like it felt like the celebration like this next um this next like level in in life i know next level normally means like growth in business that's not what i mean i mean like next level in like my spiritual growth i was already at it they were cutting the ribbon like my my spiritual team, my ancestors were like cutting the ribbon and like celebrating with me. And they're like, you're, you're here. There's actually nothing for you to do. She, she emphasized that so many times for me yesterday. And I really needed to hear her say it many times because I'm constantly looking for like, okay, well, how can I be productive today? And like, sometimes productivity is in rest and I'm really good at that now. That used to be extremely challenging for me. Um, But I woke up this morning feeling so grounded. Like I had the wisdom. I messaged my team. I was like, I feel like I have the wisdom of a 700-year-old. And hi, guys. Like uh, I can't even say I'm back. (laughs) I don't feel back. I feel new. So hi. Nice to meet you. (laughs) I feel different. I feel like I have really genuinely showed up for every opportunity of healing and growth over the last, I mean, like most of my life, because that's kind of just who I am, how I be, but really, especially in the last couple of years, but even more so in the last year, like at a, at a, at almost an expert level (laughs) as if it were my job because it fucking is. So I wrote a post this morning that has been so well received and I want to share it with you guys in case you didn't see it. And I said, I'm drinking my coffee this morning, trying to feel into how I wanted to spend my day. I've been drawn inward a lot in the last couple of weeks and receptive mode versus output. I sat down and decided to just be. No planning, no deciding, no output, just be. My mind wanted to use the moment productively. My soul wanted me to practice receptivity. I resisted at first by sitting down to seek thoughts of giving gratitude. I'm so thankful for the life that I've built and that I get to live today. But the word built actually felt very harsh, draining in my body. And I heard the words, you don't have to build. It'll be built. Just stay in your being and step into every room already being built for you. Guys, we're working just too hard, blocking God and the universe's, God and universe's gifts. I told a client the other day, your next level will be found in the slowness. You've been running for years and the universal postman has been chasing you with checks, but you won't stop so he can catch up with you and deliver them. Money is chasing us. Love is chasing us. The desire is chasing us. Just be, be in this moment, be in the room you're in receive all it has to offer. The next one is being built for us as we be. Get it? That came out in beingness. That didn't even feel like output, which was a very different experience. Normally I feel this like urge of energy, but there wasn't, it wasn't like a my body just felt like it was, this is so hard to describe. My body just felt sure. It felt stable. It just felt pure. It just felt knowing. And it didn't feel like I actually had to give in order for those words to make it onto the internet. It didn't feel like output. It actually felt like input more. It felt like I was being given the words and the words came through, through my beingness. So when I say just be, I don't mean that your body won't move. I don't mean that there won't be any like physical action to be taken, but it's not through the energy of forcefulness. And one of the other things that Allison had said to me yesterday, she's like, you're so used to having these really exceptional highs and you use these highs to create a lot, which is true and has been true. And she's like, and what you get to know now is that those aren't necessary anymore. And just witnessing like how... Thoughts and words and the things that have come through me today have just like flown through me. I'm like, there's no, there was no like needing to get myself into a high, needing to like get myself excited, um, like cast vision, like move energy into my body, cause energy into my body. I actually just had this like uh, pure stable isness. <laughs> like is that's not even a word. <laughs> I make, I'm like, I don't know. Do you guys even get that? It was, you know, you get that like little urge when like coffee pops into your body and you're like, ooh, let me like now go clean the kitchen counter because like my coffee just hit. Like sometimes like those urges of energy come into my body when I have a new idea and the new idea shocks my body and my body moves, right? But it wasn't like this shock. It was just this Hi, I just is I hi, I just am. Hi, I just be and also my fingers still moved and my fingers still put words into the internet and and content has been created and here I am with my microphone recording for you guys. Like I have no notes in front of me. I just needed to plug in this mic and open my mouth and just share what was coming through and like what has been occurring for me cuz I think there's um uh, this feels um very very universal for so many people the the current of energy changed with um the retrograde and with eclipse season and staying in the current and letting the current take you is beingness it's it's the idea of the the inner tube in the lazy river and the river will take you from point A to point B. There's nothing to be done. You just had to remain in the river instead of, or even in the inner tube instead of getting out and trying to walk upstream. How many times during our day Do we find ourselves walking upstream? We find ourselves walking upstream when we say yes to doing something for someone that we don't actually desire to do, that we don't actually have genuine urge or energy to do. That's obligatory energy. We say we are walking upstream when um, we want actually to go record a podcast but instead, we promised somebody we were going to like take their dog on a walk. We're working upstream when we're thinking like we need to be on TikTok, but we actually really just want to podcast. We're working upstream when we think I haven't sent an email to my list in the last week. So instead of going on to stories, which is where I really feel the the urge, the energy the resonance resonance is actually the best word for isness. <laughs> you guys will probably understand that better because you can google it. <laughs> you're not probably not gonna find much with the isness unless that is a word and I just didn't know. so where in your day are you walking upstream? Where in your day are you oh, here's the other piece that I like want to call back and we're gonna end with this is. Um, when Allison said to me, you're going to live it. Remember not to suffer it. I've been walking through my day and I've been noticing sensations of sometimes where like a little bit of stress will enter my body and I'll, I'll notice the thought um, that preceded the stress. And I'm like, interesting. This must be how humanity is feeling. I don't even have to claim it as mine. Most of the time people are like, it's my thought, so it is me. Therefore, that's my identity, which then creates suffering. Unless the thought feels powerful in the body, in which case it creates pleasure. So pain or pleasure, you'll notice how the thought makes you feel. I disassociate any identity with thoughts that occur to me that create pain in my body. You could even say this isn't mine. This is someone else's. <laughs> this is someone else's story. This is an event that occurred, but it's not still occurring. Like, are there opportunities for us to to go deeper and to do more? Of course. Like, you know, I'm a huge fan of RRT. I do it all the time. And I'm usually pairing that with it. But in the moment, can I always go jump on with Dr. Connolly? No. Man has a a wait list, right? So like, or, or immediately when I need help, can I, can I get access to someone who can facilitate RRT for me? No. So how can I facilitate eliminating suffering for myself? You guys have heard me say this so many times too, like where Dr. Connolly said something to me once and he goes, I don't really so much care anymore if something is true. I only care if it's useful. And I adopted that immediately and I will use that for the rest of my life. Who who gives a fuck about truth anymore? If all the smart people on the planet can't agree, then what does truth even mean for us anyway? And what is the thought? What is the belief system? What is the action that would be actually more useful for me to live the life that I want to live. So it was useful for me to be like, well, that's interesting humanity's feeling that. (laughs) And if it pops up for me again many times, I'm like, okay, there might be something here for me to clear. But if I'm just noticing it and I disassociate with it and I don't have to claim that, I don't claim that as me or as my identity and it falls away, I'm like, oh, I was actually just tapped into universal consciousness and what other people were suffering. What? <laughs> we're so connected with each other. You've had somebody walk into your room and instantly you already knew their mood before they spoke it, right? You can feel it. Some of us are a little bit more open and sensitive than others. Um, But it's been so fascinating today to just walk around and say, like, actually, I'm just a witness of humanity. I'm just here to witness. In fact, one of my greatest life lessons that has been, man, little layers of healing so much my whole life, and I feel like I'm getting towards the end of a lot of these layers is um, being a caretaker and thinking that like if i just behave in a certain way i can like help other people end their suffering which we know is total bullshit so this mantra has been going on in my head of like it is my responsibility to witness it is not my responsibility to save it is my responsibility to love it is not my responsibility to save i said to a client the other day she's like i don't want to talk about my money because i'm afraid it's going to hurt my friends who haven't made the money's feelings and i was like well first of all you can't hurt their feelings because their unconscious mind is actually responsible for causing those feelings. Not you. You couldn't, unless you like pick up a bat and like hit them, you could hurt them. But like, that's not what's actually happening here. So how their mind is perceiving the information is actually creating their own sensations. And so if we know that, then what is our job here? And our job is to have all the love and witness them, but we have zero power over how they feel. Therefore, we also have zero responsibility. See two levers in front of you, like big levers that if like you pull them, they're all the way at the top and it's like they're, I don't know, 18 inches long and you grab like a big lever, almost like a slot machine. And the levers are all the way up. So power and responsibility are all the way up. This is accurate for us a uh, mother taking care of an infant we have all the power over them therefore we have all the responsibility to care for them they're not capable of doing for themselves as people age and get older the power goes down because i i mean at 7 my daughter was no so much earlier at 3 4 my daughter was already making her own meals so like she was in the cabinets handling her own food and like sneaking food when she wasn't supposed to. And I was still thinking that I had the power to keep her healthy, which means I held all the responsibility. so I would get really frustrated at myself and frustrated at her. And it created conflict for us, a lot of conflict over food because I was afraid that I wasn't doing a good job as a mom by keeping my kid healthy, right? And so um, I wasn't seeing that as my power to ensure her health went down that also my responsibility did. So see those two levers. And as people age, and especially as people are adults, when they're adults, we have, I mean, like the second that my kids could order an Uber or Uber eats themselves food, I lost all power, 100%. The second they could earn their own money, go places on their own, be completely independent of me, I lost all power. Therefore, I also lost responsibility. That doesn't mean I don't have 100% love. That doesn't mean I don't have 100% uh, reverence. That doesn't mean that I don't have... um. 100% 100% desire to support them as they request, as they're open to me, as they're op- open and available. Of course, I'll be that. But, like, how many times are kids not even listening to us? We're thinking, like, if I just do this, this, and this, like, they're going to listen. I'm going to make sure everything is okay. Total bullshit. We already know better. Look at the facts. <laughs> Let's step out of that illusion. So, As that lever goes down, I said, look, your friends, you have no power over them, they're adults. So that lever of power went 100% down. You have 0% power. So therefore, the responsibility lever always has to match. It always has to match. No power, no responsibility, 0%, but 100% love. Witness, love. Reverence. Witness, love, reverence. That's what I feel is my responsibility. Embodiment of me living out my values feels like a responsibility because for the people who want to witness and love that and hold me in reverence, they might also want to duplicate. But again, no power, no responsibility. The only time where I actually feel like I have a responsibility is in a session with the client because I do have power. The skill set that I have built has given me power to cause a result in their unconscious mind. So therefore I also claim responsibility. So that's a unique way of thinking in the in the healing world. Most therapists say, well, the client has to take personal responsibility as an RRT facilitator. We're actually taught the opposite. You have power over causing the results, therefore you have responsibility. And if you couldn't get it done, it is not the client's fault. It it only simply means that you didn't have the key for their lock and there's an opportunity for you to go get new keys. That's the only time where I actually feel like I do have power and responsibility over an adult is when they have paid me money. I'm sitting across from Zoom or in a session with someone and and I hold their attention and they've asked me to cause a desired result unconsciously for them. I do hold that responsibility there. Nowhere else in my life, not even with my own children, nowhere else in my life, no power, no responsibility, all the love, witness, love, reverence. Here's where I'm at. (laughs) These are the thoughts that have been kind of floating up for me here's the foam off the top as Allison would say for you guys the things that I've been going through how I've been moving with this energy through the retrograde and eclipse season and and having an awareness over my thoughts and the suffering that I was feeling and gosh like that you're gonna live it remember not to suffer it what that looks like you guys um Yogi Sadhguru, I believe. I don't know if I'm saying his name properly, but I love following him on YouTube. He's so wonderful and like rich in wisdom and funny and like go watch his YouTube videos. He's excellent. He said mostly in like, American culture is where we're like so taught to always go inward. So when Allison said, "You're gonna live it. Remember not to suffer it." What happened was, is instantly instead of me putting my attention on, I don't feel good. Why is this here? So the the microscope, the camera got turned inward on me which means that it was like zooming in and expanding and making the feeling actually more palpable. In fact, anxiety is unconscious mind perceiving an external threat, but what we're actually, the external threat is actually the sensation of our own emotion. So we're actually just afraid of our own emotion. So... There's not actually real fear here. Fear is actually external threat. Somebody puts a gun to your head. You're going to have a fear response. Anxiety is fearing our own sensations. (laughs) So when Yogi Sadhguru said, he's like, in our culture, he said, we are so focused on turning the lens outward. And so when Allison said to me, live it, not suffer it, Instantly what happened is my lens turned the other way and it was like, what's humanity going through versus why do I feel this way? Fascinating, the suffering melted, (laughs) it was gone. And as like little micro stresses reoccur, I turn the lens back the other way. Again, interesting what I become an observer all the love, all the reverence. What's humanity going through? What can I see for them? What can I know for them? What can I share for them? Who can I be for them? And the suffering melted. Again, if it comes back and it's the same thought that's occurring over and over, that's something for me to look into and I'm probably going to book an RT session and I'm going to clear like, However, my mind is like processing that information. Um, but most of the little like micro stresses that have come up since then, you know, today, I'm like, oh, as soon as I turned the lens back outwards, it went away. <laughs> so I love you guys. We all have this opportunity to live the human experience. We also have an opportunity to choose not to suffer it. And that is going to be an opportunity that we're going to be faced with frequently, sometimes many times throughout every day. You guys are so resourced. You're more resourced than almost anyone on this planet because you're listening to my voice right now. And you guys know at least one way to clear stress, to clear trauma, to clear intense emotions through rapid resolution excuse me, through rapid resolution therapy. That has been the most useful tool that I've found. And it works 100% of the time for me. It doesn't mean it's the only way. It just means that like I've been able to clear versus figure out how to continue to cope. Coping not necessary. That's a very controversial thing to say except for I've just been living it. So remember when I said like the last time I like really needed to do any healing was eight months ago and I've just been like living my happy little like go lucky life since then up until now where I'm like, okay, here's some new opportunity. (laughs) That's unheard of. That's unheard of guys. I love you so much. I really appreciate how you guys engage with, my thoughts and way of thinking and my journey on social. I know some of you guys leave me voicemails. I'm actually about to go listen to some of those voicemails and respond to some more of them. I know you guys have sent me DMs and shared your own personal journey and left comments on Instagram. Some of you guys have sent emails. We read them. We love them. You guys don't understand how much Team Unruly cares about you talking to Lorelai my COO yesterday and she I was like thank you so much for the work that you have been putting into this community community while I've been in this like weird state of being and she's like of course our community was us like they are us we know them because we were them we are them like I just messaged her back and I was like Yes, you're remarkable and you're so talented, but beyond that, thank you so much for how much you care. Every single person I'm at, like, you can't actually be on my team if you don't have that level of caring for our community. Like, I want to cry just thinking about it because the richness of our experience of building this brand is so <laughs> fulfilling, like we're just like deep ass individuals so like I I, it feels like suffering for me to be in conversation or relationship with um shallowness and that's okay like there's space for that in this world it's just not for me (laughs) I want to go deep with you guys I want to like have the deepest, richest, most exceptional human experience that this world could possibly offer me. And I demand it. I will claim it. I'm choosing it every single day. So thank you guys for being on this journey with me. I love you. As always, Andrea dropped the mic. I'm Lorelai Taylor, COO of The Unruly Entrepreneur. If you enjoyed listening, please follow, review, and share with your friends. As always, anything mentioned in the show will be detailed in the show notes. And to keep up with everything going on with Andrea, check her out at love underscore Andrea Crowder on Instagram and check her links for some fun surprises too. Thanks for listening. We're so glad you're here.